Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Pranjani Etn with us. Pranjani is a certified professional and life coach. If you're feeling stuck or unsure or need help taking important decisions, she's here for you. Pranjani, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Let's begin with it. Tell us about your journey. Like, what inspired you to become a life coach? Honestly, so I was working um, at a Fortune 50 company about eight years ago, nine years ago, and I had just the privilege of being sent to a lot of leadership development. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to preface this with I've been studying psychology since I, the IB program in high school, mm-hmm. and I was also my major in college, but it was it was psychology and journalism and. I never wanted to go it, be a psychologist or go into therapy or counseling, um, but even though I was told I should, but I was never really interested in that. So fast forward, I was in corporate America, um, working in internal communications and employee experience, and um, the company I was working for was sending me to these really great leadership development programs. And honestly, it was the money. There was a woman I met. Ran a leadership development program for mid-level women managers, which no one had ever done before. And she, like, in her fifth year, was up to five million dollars. Wow. And I was like, I can speak, I can coach, I can do all of these things. Um, and the more I was sent to these leadership development events and realizing the people on stage, I think another woman said just straight up, she was like, I'm being paid $35,000 to be on this stage today. And I was like, that's like half my salary in one day. So originally, and then when I started looking into coaching, it was like, all you do is talk. I love talking. And um, so it kind of felt, I mean, it, so it seemed kind of shallow at first, but it was like kind of for a job. Um, But then when I went to coaching, you know, the inner, it was like, you know, I had been to psychologists and therapists before and counseling, and it was work that I had just not been introduced to. And then I was introduced to like the whole world of personal development and podcasts, and I just became obsessed. So um, then I feel like the the inspiration to do the actual work came later, but the financial freedom and the flexibility that came with having a personal development, you know, life coaching business was what really attracted to me at first okay got it first at first and the way that you have told the story you are an awesome speaker so you don't need to prove it any longer <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the experience uh one of the experiences that uh, you would want to share that has happened with the recent client Yeah. So I feel like I learned so, so much from not only from my clients as well. That's one of the best parts of this job. It almost feels criminal how much we learn from the people we speak to, or at least I do. And it's such a privilege. And, um, and I, and so recently I was working with a client regarding their leader. And this was really just a lesson in meeting someone where they are. So I am also um, an ener- energy leadership index. Uh, I forget what word they use for it. Is it expert? Whatever. Um, but it's so it's the energy leadership index that was a really cool tool that basically it it looks like it looks at how you look at the world. It's an attitudinal assessment instead of a personality assessment. So it really changes, you know, so you could take it now and then in three months after something else happens. It would be very different. So it's really just how do you look at the world at the time that you're taking the assessment, which is really so. What it does, it breaks down perspective in a way that's easy to to look at. And um, what it was helpful for 
is when people are functioning at these different levels, it helps you see, oh, if someone likes to do this, then this is where I should meet them. So if someone's combative, I shouldn't come at them at a place of cooperation. I shouldn't try to get them to cooperate. They're in a me versus you. And first, you have to destigmatize the idea of fighting, you know, at the work. This for the their leader liked to have heated debate, but not disrespectful debate. They were just, you know, challenging. And, you know, so first take the idea out of you're not going to fight us, you know, but there's someone, well, you know, you're not going to physically fight them. There's someone who likes to be challenged and isn't and is this. So what's cool about these different levels is it, t- it tells you how this person looks at the world. So. At the, at, when you're feeling like a victim, you think I lose, you know, just, you know, things I'm at the expense of the world. And then when you're at in combative mode, you're in a mindset of I win, you lose. So therefore, there's only the binary option. Mm. And then the cooperation level is I win. Maybe you win, too, but mostly it matters if I win. And then up and up, four, four is you win. Five is we both win if we play the game. Six is there is no game. We're all just here to, enjoy, you know, so then seven is kind of a, this ethereal, like, I just count it all joy, right? Just mm. joy and peace. So, and we have all, all seven of those levels are functioning in us at every moment, at every time we can tap into every, it's all about awareness, right? Understanding. But we have this idea so much of how we should be managed down to a job. And a lot of the time I'm helping people manage up because what we can't do is coach your boss. But what I can't do is coach you to show up for your boss in a way that's effective. Mm-hmm. So, and it was interesting because um, when I, I prefaced this with learning so much because it was interesting because at first as a coach, you can get caught up in a story. So I'm listening to him, listening to him thinking, yeah, no, his boss needs to do this, this, and this, you know, how do we get him to, you know, realize who this person is and, you know, he should tell him this is how you should. And then I thought, we could try to, you know, coach his boss from afar or try to change him. That's like even against the premises of what I believe is very much happened to me. So I had to remind myself, like, no, no, that person either needs to ask you to coach them or you need to get their own coach. But you're coaching this person. How do you make this person effective by meeting this person where they are based on what we know? So it was um, and I feel like that's often a challenge. Often we go talking to someone especially when it's something that you need to come to uh, an agreement on and you want to change that person to be more like what you what's more conducive for, for you to work with. And just that extra step ends up, you end up usually failing. But if you can meet someone where they are, even if it's not your most comfortable place, like when I was working with this client, um, I asked, I was like, what, how do you win? And they were like, I'm more of a, I'm more of a planner. Like I'm more of a, chess player behind the scenes and I was like so play chess behind the scenes see how that works and in the end they got what they wanted and their leader said well played and I knew what you did there so you know like got exactly what they wanted and their leader recognized like oh okay I see how you played me because they enjoy playing the game and I think we get it's uncomfortable to um be in certain levels or be have per- certain perspectives so we stigmatize them as bad or negative mm. and we just try to stay away from them instead of learning how to engage in a healthy way and a way that feels good for us because like it's okay to be aggressive it's okay to be combative under the right circumstances when you feel empowered versus feeling disempowered and feeling kind of like a a dog backed into a corner and you're just kind of barking yeah 
So seven levels. Huh? Yes, yes. Always functioning in us at every moment. And the awareness helps you choose which level you can be at. But the the reverse awareness. So one thing that I could share with my with my client was you can't move anyone more than one or two levels from where they are at the time. So if someone's combative, you're not going to get them to be in a place of like, I'm here for you. All I care about is, you know, you're not going to bring them to be like servant leader mode. Mm-hmm. That's where they are. You might get them to at the best be like, so that, that's the lowest level of cooperation, right? You might get oh, fine. Yeah. Um, but you w- you can get some good, if you're willing to engage at that, at, you know, that fighting level, um, you know, you can and you and practice that muscle for yourself. You can get a lot of great results. You know, I just think we feel uncomfortable sometimes in our lower levels because they're uncomfortable. They're disempowering. Um, but I none of the all the big thing about the different levels is that none of them are good or bad. They're all met. They're all useful. They're all part of it. It's all about experiencing all of them, not judging it. Got it. Got it. Totally. So, Fran, tell us about um, like best ways of reaching out to you and who are the people who should reach out to you? Yeah. So, the best way to reach out to me is social media. So, on I'm Life Coach Fran Zanny on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, um, and all, and that leads to all of the links to get in touch with me. Fran Zanny spelled F R A N Z A N N I E and The people that I feel like who should reach out to me are people who are done looking outside of themselves for answers. Mm. Uh, I am big on tapping into someone's inner genius. I think we all have the answers right here. I I recently stopped reading a lot of self-help books because me personally, I have an issue with like pedestalizing people like if I hear like they will become the voice in my head if I read when I read a book, you know, you're just like, you know, after seven habits of highly effective people, all of Stephen Covey's everything was just like playing in my mind. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just have a very I can stay in that binary level of right and wrong a long time and be a student instead of being the master or the scientist or the monk or artist or basically the creator of my own life so I've had to back off from um that's what coaching taught me that we all have the answers I remember thinking oh as a coach I have to pick a subject and be and become um just become like a master and expert in that subject and that's not true coaching is really about working with your clients to bring out their inner genius by for me it comes like by balancing the pragmatic and the energetic you can't have one without the other you have to do and you have in your energy has to match and we have to figure out the balance or what's needed at certain times i can fall very much i can live in energy without doing anything so i'm constantly having to coach myself and be coached on actions and take in experimenting and things like that so for the people who want to come to me i'm not here to give you answers nor do i believe i have them um but i do believe you do and I know how to tease out your genius and recognize your um, recognize your strengths. I'm a great cheerleader. I'm big. I feel like I have a passion and a uh, power of like seeing people and and the best in people. Um, I'm so curious. So I, the people who want to work with me are ready to trust themselves. Are ready to step into their inner power, inner genius, and want to tease it out 
want to figure out how to, because they've realized that they've read a lot of books and listened to a lot of podcasts and realized yeah. that one, no one has walked down their same path. Yeah. And I mean, I, for one, have definitely followed a lot of other people's paths and, have, you know, great results, but just not mine. So um, when, you know, I think that the best path to take is the one you forge for yourself. And so that's who that's, you know, who want, who we should be I work with. And um, and I do believe that a lot of those people are pretty ambitious. So I know some coaches are like, oh, I don't offer one time sessions, but I do because. Sometimes you just need to help with a decision. Sometimes you're in like a place where honestly, financially, you can only do one at a time. Um, so yeah, so I offer one-time sessions and I offer a longer term session, but six weeks, um, not because I think that magic can happen, but I really want to help you understand how to tap into yourself. So I don't want you to pedestalize me. And um, so I, I, and don't get me wrong, I love working with people for long terms, for years. I've had coaches for years. I keep coaches for years. Um, I just think that it, you can run the gamut. So Totally, totally. So do reach out, guys, if you feel like you can be a right match to work with Fran. Because if you're ambitious and want to tease your inner genius, she is the one you can reach out to. Fran, any final thoughts? Something that we can take to our grade. So what, what would be that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I I feel like every I, I'm a very seasonal, transient person. I'm sure there are themes, but I feel like the thing I've been wrestling with most recently is this old adage or phrase that I heard in corporate America years ago that you have to name it to tame it. Mm-hmm. And I, if you take first half of it, I feel like the energy and courage and the bravery that it takes for you to sit with yourself to name something to name the thing that needs to change because I think we often jump to the change like oh I need to be this person or I need to do this better but we don't take the time to understand who we are right now and where we are right now and I believe that the best way to change anything is first through love and acceptance of where you are and who you are that meeting yourself meeting everyone where they um, and so I've just been thinking about how quickly I can jump to taming before I, without spending any time with myself and really neat and like, and, and taking the uncomfortable time to sit and look at something and actually name it. You know, I think, so I feel like that the thing that I would say to take to your grave is, you know, the gift of a lifetime is to be who you are and in order to be who you are if we have the courage and bravery to sit with that person and witness that person and accept that person and 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 name them for who they are who and, and negative too sometimes selfish and sometimes this and sometimes that but you deserve to witness that person and love that person and accept that person um before you try to tame you know, and maybe that person, once you take a good look, you'll realize doesn't need taming at all. So that has been what I've been sitting with that uncomfortable, but brave space of sitting and witnessing yourself and giving yourself enough time to name something. So do that guys, because that's a deep message there and you can surely take it to your grave. 
but <laughs> but with that said thank you so much friend for being on the show it was a wonderful experience hosting you today thank you so much karen for having me this was a very special conversation and um i'm happy to be here thank you so much again i am your host kiran agrawal signing off you guys take care bye guys